Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome on in, everyone, to the next episode of the Talking Fires podcast. Ben Fadden, your host here. Thank you for joining on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you are watching or listening to this episode. Today, we are going to respond, or I am going to respond, to a question posed by a fan uh, on Twitter about Seiya Suzuki and if he is worth a five-year deal uh, worth around 12 to $15 million in his average annual value. Um, this question, credit to Sergio Quintero on Twitter. That is where the question came from. If you have any mailbag questions you want me to answer, go ahead at Talking Cars Twitter and Instagram uh, in the comment section on YouTube to the subscribe button there. Uh, Gaslandball.com comments. I try to get back to everyone there. Hit, us, hit me up. Any questions you have, I'll answer on the show uh, that you want answered on the show. Uh, and this one, again, from Sergio, I appreciate it. And his question is, if Seiya Suzuki is a worthy investment at five years to 12 and 12 to $15 million per year, that average annual value on that salary. I'm going to answer that question. Um, now, my initial reaction, my initial answer to this question I leaned more towards no than yes um, if I was A.J. Preller, and that's because he hasn't proved it at the major league level, giving five years to – I mean, what what did he give Hassan Kim? He gave Hassan Kim four years, and it seems like – I mean, he could bounce back this year. He looks jacked, by the way, in that uh, picture that we saw. He looks jacked, so – who knows if he bounces back, but last year was definitely not the start to his Padres career that, you know, he wanted, that Padres fans wanted. Um, and four years seems like a little bit much. It seemed like too much when that Kim deal happened and signing another Japanese uh, player who hasn't proved that he can hit big league pitching yet. While Suzuki is projected to be a better player than Kim, I'd still lean towards no uh, as my initial reaction, an initial answer to if Suzuki deserves a five-year deal from the Padres in the 12 to $15 million range each year. Uh, but doing more research, looking at the, project, the projections uh, from fan graphs, looking at stats uh, that Suzuki had in Japan, I already knew those stats, but looking into those more a little bit, um, watching a little bit, some highlights, 
I changed my answer towards yes. Is he worth it? Now, that doesn't mean that I would give that to him. Now, I, I know that seems confusing. Is he worth it? Yes, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily like jump at the chance of giving it to him. I'd jump at the chance of giving to him if and only if Bryant and Castellanos are already gone from the free agent market. Um, I've mentioned on previous episodes, I'd rather just go with the guy with one of those guys that has already proven that they can hit big league pitching at an elite level. Someone like Chris Bryant who can play multiple positions. He can DH, he can play the infield, he can play the outfield. He's won an MVP before, rookie of the year. He's won a World Series, has postseason experience, deep into the postseason experience, playing for, you know, one of the most historic franchises in all sports with the Cubs and then the Giants uh, making the playoffs there. I'd rather go with the more sure bet, and that's Chris Bryant for me, and then Castellanos, and then Suzuki. Kyle Schwarber is more like a DH option. Same thing with Nelson Cruz. But in terms of just Suzuki being worth 12 to $15 million, I lean towards yes after looking at the stats and everything. So let's get to those. Uh, Suzuki in 2021 in Japan, his team stunk, his team sucked, uh, but he was that bright spot. He hit 317. Um, he had a 1,069 OPS. He had 38 bombs in 134 games. So he stayed healthy, played most of the games. I'm not sure how many games they play in Japan, but 134. Had over 500 plate appearances, I think. Um, so he stayed healthy. It's a large sample size that year. Uh, 38 home runs. I know that it's Japan and it's not the same level of pitching, uh, but that's still impressive none, nonetheless. Seems like he's an okay fielder. In 2020, uh, he hit 300, so back-to-back -back seasons he's had entering free agency here post-lockout, hitting over 300. Uh, 25 home runs in 2020, 75 RBIs in 118 games, so played a little less. Uh, but if he were on the Padres, I wouldn't necessarily need him to play 162 games, obviously. I'd like him to play 140, especially with that DH spot. Um, I mean, obviously, if they get Nelson Cruz, then maybe those games go down. But because Cruz is a better hitter, I think, than Suzuki. Um, and he's just a DH. I mean, that's just where he is. Uh, but I think that. If he comes to the Padres, I want him to play in that range that he played this past year, 2021, and around 130, 140 games, stay healthy like that. Um, and so 38 home runs will certainly do, especially when they had Tommy Pham hitting only 15 last year, Will Myers hitting 17, Grisham having a down year. They need power, and they need power bad, especially with Hosmer. You don't know what you're really going to get out of him. Power-wise, it's kind of been up and down. Uh, and while Tatis is very, very talented, uh, I don't think that you can bank on him hitting 40-plus home runs every year. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, hit 30 to 40 home runs, Fernando, and I'd rather have you just stay healthy, and that's good for me. Um, you know, be solid defensively. That's good for me. So like I mentioned, Suzuki uh, satisfies that power requirement. He would be less money. Then Brian Castellanos, Suzuki, actually, I found this interesting. He lapped the field on his team in home runs last year. He doubled 
the home runs of any of his teammates in 2021. I think so, like I mentioned, the 38 home runs, the second highest amount of home runs on his team was 18 home, or 16, 16 home runs for one of his teammates. So lapped his team uh, in home runs. 27 years old, so he's entering the middle of his prime, essentially. So that's definitely a positive to look at. Fan graphs, I looked at their projections because when someone comes over from Japan, it's kind of hard to predict. You know, there's some guys that really, really hit. And there's some guys where it's a combination of hit and miss, kind of like Kim last year. He hit defensively. Um, and in terms of hitting, like being a positive, like uh, contributing well the way that they imagined. He was very good defensively, uh, better than Tatis at shortstop. He made some really game-changing plays there. And I think that they should really consider him being a late-game defensive replacement, especially if they're up by more than three runs in games, because that's how great he is defensively. Whether that's at second base, who knows if he's the starting second baseman because they deal Hosmer somehow or they just don't play Hosmer. Uh, Bob Melvin decides to put Jake at first and Kim at second. Who knows? Or if they, you know, make a trade, who knows? Um, but I think that J- Japanese guys can be hit or miss. So it's hard to project what they're going to do. So I looked at the fan graphs and I value what they do. And they uh, definitely used a lot of the, the, I think they combined a lot of the Japanese players and their trends and how what they did when they got to the big leagues in America. Um, and according to Fangraphs, their Zips projections has Suzuki as a better than league average corner outfielder, but not quite at that all-star level. Um, so I'd be up for that. I, I don't need him to be an all-star. Paying him 12 to $15 million a year, that's not really like all-star uh, salary per se that's more like 30 million dollars a year 25 30 million a year uh but i mean if you obviously would rather have him be an all-star than not obviously duh um but i'd be fine with that you know better than league average corner outfielder zips war projections for the next five years so that's wins above replacement um 2022 they Fangraphs projects him to have a 2.6 war, 2023 2.5 war, 2024 2.2 war, 2025 2.1 war, and 2026 1.6 war. So that's where my answer to Sergio's question uh, at the beginning about would you give him five years for 12 to 15 million? Does he deserve that? I think he deserves the 12 to 15 million dollar AAV range, but. I don't know if I give him five years because what if he doesn't prove it and then you stuck, you're stuck with his contract for another four seasons after 2022. Uh, I mean, if you put options in there, yeah, I'd, I'd be up for that, but um, like mutual options or something like that club option, make it, you know, put it in the Padres hands. Um, so obviously his war numbers decrease as the years go on. So that's a little concerning, but I'm not saying like, these are projections. They don't know. Suzuki doesn't even know because he hasn't played the games. He doesn't know if he's going to, you know, end up hitting these war numbers or not. It's just a projection. And I believe that each win uh, is worth like $5 million in value. Uh, so that means that in terms of 2022, 2023, 2024, 2025, 
he would be in that 10 to $15 million range, 12 to $15 million range. Um, so I do see that at least on a yearly basis, yeah, 12 to $15 million does look like it works. Uh, so yeah, that's a good range, a good range that Sergio put out there. Uh, Zip's projections have his contract getting five years, 83 million. I believe that includes like the fees that they have to pay to the, to uh, Suzuki's team, which is like over $10 million. So it wouldn't him be getting 83 million, uh, which is the amount Will got on his long-term deal, uh, longer years. But uh, I think that, again, that $12, $15 million AAV range is pretty good. I would not give him five years unless it's Padres. They have control over that option-wise. But I do think that he adds power to the lineup middle of the lineup bad he plays okay defense from what i hear from what i'm looking at stat wise uh and if the projections are anywhere close to that i'd be up for that first few years of that deal you know being an above average player to win plus player hopefully you could get to three wins i'd be up for that but again i would rather have brian or castellanos before suzuki and people would could say hey ben well why would you pay castellanos you know and i i agree i would be a little bit you know, hesitant to give Castellanos $30 million a year and all that, um, especially when he kind of plays more as a DH candidate, but he would be outfield for me. Um, what I would say to that is, I mean, you've wasted $75 million on Hosmer already in his first four years, you know, according to fan graphs and what he's been actually worth. Uh, in his first four years base salary, you wasted $75.5 million on Hosmer. He's only earned $4.5 million of that eighty. That he's earned. So, what's another, you know, fifteen million a year? Uh, or excuse me, yeah, another fifteen million a year for Castellanos. Judging the difference between a Castellanos contract at like thirty million a year and Suzuki at like fifteen million a year. So, what's what's like the difference there in that? You know, you want to contend, Mr. Seidler, Fowler, Ron Fowler. You want to do that? I mean, just spend that. You know, hopefully the luxury tax threshold increases. Uh, it's not looking great. The owners, it's going to have to increase more than it is. The owners are really, really uh, not trying to budge at all. I mean, they are literally just go, literally. I mean, the last proposal was like $2 million increase in the luxury tax. They're not, they're not budging. The players want like $40 million increase, $30 million increase from the 210 that it was at uh, because it is acting as a salary cap. It's not, but it is acting like that. Uh, so we'll see where that goes. But as for the contract, yeah, $12, $15 million average annual value. That does, you know, it seems like that's what he would be worth and what he'll command. Um, so I, I'd be down for that if Brian and Castellanos are gone. Padres bring him in on that type of deal. I'd be up for that. Uh, I did want to mention before we get out of here. Uh, the playoff probability, according to Fangraphs, with Suzuki, 81.1%. Padres, if they get Suzuki, without him, it's at 70.4%. So over a 10% uh, gap there, which is interesting. Uh, I, I don't know if Suzuki really does make that huge of a difference. I, To be quite honest, I think more of a difference. I, I, I know we're saying power and you need power, and that is true especially in the playoffs, I think what's – or playoffs and the whole season. Um, but what I would say more, 
I would value more is pitching, just health. I think what's going to determine the success of the season, if the Padres win the division, if they're, you know, the one seed in the playoffs, you know, hosting all the way through, I think let's just, let's actually, Ben, let's just take it step by step. Make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, what what determines that is the pitching. I think if they stay healthy, if they don't stay healthy, I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think it's going to matter if, you know, the Padres bring in Nelson Cruz, Seiya Suzuki, Nick Castellanos, they trade Hosmer, bring in Matt Olson. That would be great. And maybe you get a wild card spot out of that. But if they pitcher, if the pitching staff doesn't stay healthy, I mean, what 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 good is all those offensive players when you're just going to give up a bunch of runs? And you're going to have Jake Arrieta's and the Vince Velasquez's, you know, pitching it for you late in the season. So I think the health of the pitching staff is really what's going to dis- dictate that playoff probability percentage. Uh, but I th- it would go up. I do agree with Fangraphs. It would go up. up. On paper, if Suzuki uh, is in a Padre uniform, again, out of Japan last week, a couple weeks ago, they did say that the Padres will be targeting him. AC, Kevin AC of the Union Tribune did say that as well. So they're going to be interested. But if I were Preller, I'd go after Bryant Hard before I went after Suzuki. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hopefully that, you know, gave you some more sense, some more uh, knowledge about what Suzuki is worth. Sergio, thanks for the question. Again, any more questions you have, feel free, hit me up at Talking Fires on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube section, and the comments section for any questions you want to feature on the podcast. Just say that you do want that, and I'll sure to be include that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Talking Fires podcast. Have a good night. Let's go Padres. Stay safe out there. See ya.